0: it's real, it's never discussed, it's kind of taboo. And if someone doesn't tell you that it's normal and it's okay, and even Arnold Schwarzenegger and the biggest celebrity business people in the world have experienced it too, if someone doesn't tell you that we all go through it, then maybe you start to think something's wrong with you. Maybe you start to think that you do need the pills and the drugs, or maybe you start to tell yourself that you can't do this, and you should be doing something else. And you know, you're a bit of a loser and I would hate that to happen to you. So I've got some messages for you which I think will really help you. Um, I experienced this a lot when I was an artist. And I get back to what I experienced and how I think I overcame it and how I think I can help you if you've ever had some down dark days in your business. I think it's very important to say that you're not alone. You've got my community, Progressive Unlimited Success, Disruptive Entrepreneur, you know, the, the, the page you subscribe. Reach out because sometimes if you just reach out and you say, hey, it's not going well. You know, there are sometimes these people on Facebook, look at me, I'm making millions in like five minutes. Woo, selfie, I'm amazing. And sometimes that can piss you off because it's like, shut up. You're not doing that well. You're having problems too. Uh, So if you just reach out and say, oh, it's hard. Help me. What do I do? I promise you there'll be so many people that will come to help you. And so many people, they suffer alone because they think that it's weakness to show vulnerability, to say, ah, I'm struggling. But this thing that you're doing that you've not mastered yet, that is difficult, you know, making millions and setting up and scaling a business and dealing with the critics and haters you know, and the challenge and the ups and the downs, you know, okay, you can do it. There's a system you can follow. It's the easiest hard work in the world, but it's still hard work. You have to work hard enough not to have to work hard. And no one tells you at business school or when you read and listen to all the books, other than maybe me now, that, you know, it's not just the ups and downs and the difficulties and the challenges. It's how you feel. It's your self-talk. It's how you beat yourself up. I mean, the world's going to beat yourself up. You know, there's critics, haters, trolls, wankers everywhere. They're gonna beat you down enough. You don't wanna be doing it to yourself too because often you are your worst critic. Often the things you say to yourself are more unkind than anyone could ever say to you. And that's what we've got got to deal with and that's what this video is about. So first off, I wanna disclaim, I'm no doctor, I'm no scientist, I'm just a guy who's been depressed. I'm a guy who's struggled in business, got myself into loads of debt. And I'm a guy who's made a few million quid as well. And I'm a guy who's still learning. And I'm a guy that still beats himself up. I look at my podcast analytics and if I'm not number one, I want to go and jump off the nearest bridge because I'm only number two. Um, You know, if I don't get any likes on my videos, then I'm going to roll myself in my own tears in my own self-loathing. So please give me lots of likes now on this video so you don't see me jumping off a bridge in the future. But in all seriousness, we all beat ourselves up. We all compare ourselves to other people. You know, if I compare myself to the best podcast in the world when they've been doing it 10 years and I've been doing it one and a half, of course, I'm going to go, oh, I'm a loser. But I'm not a loser. I'm me. And it's okay to be me. And if I compare myself to where I was two years ago, I'm doing good. If you compare yourself to where you were in your darkest days, you're doing good, too. So most of the time we catch ourselves out beating ourselves up. What about if you caught yourself out doing something well? What if you actually just went, hey, man, you did good. You know, you were about to flip out and you didn't. Someone criticised you unfairly on social media and you didn't, you you know, you didn't rip off their head. You said, thank you for the feedback. I take all feedback. Thank you for your criticism of my work. When you want to say "Ah, ah." So try to catch yourself doing the things you do well and that will lift your self-esteem because your self-esteem is kind of like a, a battery power, you know, or a life force. You catch yourself doing something well, it goes up. You beat yourself up for doing something badly, it goes down. Catch yourself doing something well. Right, so you're not alone. Reach out, ask for help. You're not ill, you're not broken, you're not screwed. A lot of people, they talk to me, they're like, oh, there's this wrong with me, there's that wrong with me, Blah. you're perfect just as you are. Every human being has every trait which means, you know, you may have an anger problem. You may have a depression problem. When I say problem, it's not a problem. It's society and media and drug companies that want to sell you pills that are saying, you've got a problem, you're not right, you're abnormal, you're weird. But that's not true. The reality is everyone hates, everyone loathes, everyone beats themselves up, everyone gets depressed, everyone gets angry, everyone loves, everyone cares, everyone wants to help too. Every human being experiences every human emotion. So you're not depressed. Don't let anyone tell you you're depressed. Don't put a label on it. Don't let society put a label on it. Don't let a doctor or a drug company put a label on it. Because as soon as you're labeled as X, then of course they sell you Y as the cure, which you get addicted to for the rest of your life. And then it's not a cure anymore. It becomes the problem. So you're perfect just as you are. You're allowed to have a run. You're allowed to feel depressed. In fact, if you don't feel depressed, you don't know what happiness feels like or euphoria feels like. So you're supposed to feel these emotions. Now, if you feel them, allow them, disassociate them from who you are, i.e., I feel bad right now, but I'm not a loser. I feel depressed right now, but I'm not a depressed person. You experience the emotion. It serves you. It serves you to grow. It serves you to put into balance. It serves for you to really feel gratitude towards all the good things that you experience in your life. So if you remember that the, the, the loneliness, the fear, the loathing that you experience serves a purpose, which is just as good as the euphoria and the success and the victory, then I think you'll endure it, you'll sustain through it and you'll grow through it and you'll become a stronger person. Now, I'm in the fortunate position. I've interviewed some amazing people on my podcast. Now, Simon Weston, who um, most of his um, friends were killed in a bombing, most of them. I think 90 odd of his friends were killed. And cause he got the worst burns virtually any human being could have, and that man met the person who dropped the bomb on him and forgave him. And to me, that is unbelievably inspiring. If I think sometimes when I'm a bit depressed, beating myself up over something stupid like online social media metrics, or because oh we only, you know we only did a hundred thousand today, and not a hundred and twenty thousand today, or because the massive extension on my house is going two months over time and is full, the house is full of dust, I will betide me, what a loser. You know, number one, they're first world problems. Most of you listening have probably got first world problems, i.e. Imagine being in the third world. Imagine not being able to eat, not being able to drink. And the water that you do drink will probably kill you. So I think if you contextualise your depression, your problems, realise that it's a first world problem, probably not a, you know, a, not a third world problem, also understand that there's some inspiring people who have had it much worse than you, and still been unbelievably successful. I mean, Oprah Winfrey. She was abused as a child, and look how successful she is now. Um, so maybe if you can contextualise it, realise that there's a lot of people who've got it a lot worse. And I'm not saying this to say that you know you're a loser for feeling down. No, of course we all do, and it's natural. Contextualise it, and then it kind of it will diminish it. Every day. I think about what life would be like if someone kidnapped my kids or if my kids were killed or taken away from me. And I cannot tell you how scared that makes me. And um, there's not a day when I don't look at them where I'm not absolutely petrified of life without them. I could not imagine life without them. And that's a hard thing to go through. And it's like, I can't watch TV programmes now where something happens to kids. You know, I just can't watch it. It's too painful. Um, But trying to put it into context... That makes me safer when they're crossing the road. For years, people have been asking me where I buy my watches. Many of you may know I'm a watch collector, I'm a watch investor, and those as an asset class have done me very well in the last 15 years. I have never shared where I source my watches from or my watch dealer until now. My watch dealer used to be a professional footballer for Manchester United, and he formed a watch brand called Broadwalk. And please don't share this, but his number is 07496 878 153. Obviously, only message him if you're serious about buying and investing in the higher-end watches. People have been asking me for years, and for the first time ever, you can get access to my watch team. You know, it makes me so much more risk-averse and more careful. I've just got a, a racing road bike and a ride to work and back. And I'm like so petrified of getting bumped and bruised in case anything happens to me, which will happen to them. So I'm more careful riding. Um, I don't post pictures of my kids on social media anymore because I'm really worried about what some, you know, slightly challenged person might do. So that fear and that worry, that panic serves me to be more careful. It serves me to think more as a responsible human being and parent, because in my 20s, I didn't give a shit about anything. I had no fear, which means I crashed my motorbike and nearly killed myself, which means I did a load of ridiculous, stupid things. Thank God they weren't selfie live feed videos back then. Otherwise, no one would have followed me on Facebook. Um, So, you know, these, these, these fearful, scared moments you have in business and life, they serve you if you see them for the balanced upside as well as downside. So depression, really, all it is is, seeing something worse than it is. And of course, optimism is sometimes seeing things better than it really is. But the reality is every event, every emotion, every experience has a completely balanced upside and downside. It has neutrality. It has everything in it. Something you perceive as great has challenges. Something you perceive as challenges makes you stronger. So when you're feeling down, depressed, alone, contextualise it see that it's probably better than you think look at the 50 or 100 upsides of experiencing this and then it'll probably get you out of that hole or that funk as the americans say so don't stew on it try and pattern interrupt yourself so i don't know what, what 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 makes you feel alive but for me a good cost of coffee with an extra shot oh it's impossible to be depressed when you've had a cost of coffee with an extra shot interestingly, getting on this road bike and trying to absolutely um, burn it to work. I mean, afterwards, you know, when the heart's pounding and the blood's pumping, it's like you feel alive for about three or four hours, the endorphins, so maybe going to the gym, for you. listening to great music, I love a good Pantera heavy metal song. You, I mean, okay, you know, he's a bit angry, but it's just, like, oh, bring on the world, you know, I'm going to do things today. So there are things like that for you that, that will get you out of that funk. Now, the problem is when we're alone, so when you start your business as an entrepreneur, you're often alone. No one's there to pick you up, to scrape you off the floor. And so, you know, if, if I'm here talking to you, saying do all the things that you love that get you out of the funk, but you're in the funk, you're going, oh, I can't be bothered with that. Oh, no, I'm too depressed to listen to music. I'm too depressed to get to the gym. I'm too tired and lazy. I don't want to go to the gym. But the pan interrupt is forcing yourself to do the thing you know will make you feel good afterwards. I did a podcast on that um, a few weeks ago about knowing how you'll feel afterwards, thinking about that outcome. So, for example, your best gym sessions won't be the ones where you're already buzzed and supercharged and do a good workout, because that's easy. Anyone can do that. Your best gym sessions will be the ones where you can't be asked. you have to scrape yourself off the floor to go to the gym but you did it anyway and then afterwards you've got to catch yourself going i did it and i didn't feel like it just like you know picking up the phone and speaking to a difficult client or dealing with a customer service complaint or dealing with a pr issue or a legal issue or arbitration or court whatever you know how will you feel afterwards when you've dealt with it so if you take yourself out of the way and know those few things that will lift you up out of that. A really nice walk with beautiful weather, like it is now, you know, I know that that, that works for some people. Reading a great book, watching a great um, TV series, you know, like Silicon Valley or um, This Is Us, or um, Modern Family, you know, really funny ones that make you laugh, or going and seeing stand-up comedians. I'm going to see Michael, no, what's his, I keep getting Michael McIntyre, and the other chap who's hilarious mixed up. Mm, okay, you need to rest anyway, because I'm talking a lot, so I'll, I'll work out his name. Mickey Flanagan, I'm going to see him tonight. And even if I couldn't be bothered, get in the car and go, because I know I'll be rolling around with laughter for the whole show, and then I'll be juiced for a few days. The endorphins will be high. I'll take that into my business. And, of course, you're not alone when you go to the the, the comedy store or the comedy club, because there's a load of people there. Of course, laughter, that's the opposite of depression. So work out ways to break your pattern. Some people, though, they go to happy, clappy, positive seminars, And they jump around in front of 10,000 people all day going, woo, I'm positive, I'm positive, I'm so positive, I never have any pain. Woo, look at me. And they're high-fiving everyone, and actually, deep down, they're completely depressed. So on the other side, you mustn't deny your depression. You mustn't, you know, try and happy, clappy, meditatively, positively, personal developmently, wish it away. Because it's there, and it's real, and it needs to be dealt with, and it needs to be honoured, and sometimes... You need to go through it because it's, if you're going through it, it means you need to be balanced. Because if you're just all high and positive, yeah, I'll buy that property deal. Yeah, I'll invest money in that. Yeah, I'll JV with this person. Looks good because I've just hugged him at a personal development seminar. And then all of a sudden, you've made three really bad decisions because you were high. And, and kinda, this is kind of what people, you know, when they label manic depression, what it is, is the high is too high. So you make really bad decisions. And of course, then the come down is the low is really low. And that's where the depression comes from. So the mania is sometimes as difficult as the depression. Don't labour yourself. Know that it will go. So if there's a quote I can leave you with for this video, it's know that it will go. Sorry, audio podcast because you're listening too. Um, so when you're in it and it's dark and you've set up your business and you're not making any money and you haven't got any clients and all these people are going, look at me, I'm making millions and blah, blah, blah. And, you're like, and you hate yourself and you hate your business and you, know, you want to give up. Remember that in six months or three months or a year or two years, it'll be gone and you'll be surfing the crest of a wave because Everything always goes and nothing ever lasts. So, when it's great, plan for when it's going to be bad because it won't last. When it's terrible, know that it will get better. Because when you lose hope, that's when you're truly depressed. That's when people, you know, take their own life. That's when you're doomed. So, as long as you've got hope, you know, if you have a vision, if you have a dream, hold on to it. Don't let those bastards steal it. Don't let all those haters take away your dream because the hope. That's the thing. Now, um, if you've read *Man's Search for Meaning*, Viktor Frankl, um, you know he was um, imprisoned in a concentration camp, and virtually everyone he knew was murdered, and um, he was sterilized. Yet, what he said—they—he said they could do whatever they wanted to him. They could take his—they could humiliate him, take his dignity, they could sterilize him, they could abuse his body, but they couldn't control his thoughts. And he never lost hope, and hope was the thing that kept him alive and probably you know, helped him to survive. Of course, then he wrote an amazing book and then he inspired millions and millions of people. He created Logotherapy. You know, there'll be maybe even tens or hundreds of millions of people across the planet who will feel depressed, they'll study his work, and their life will be empowered and enriched because of him. Okay, now, it's very important not to compare yourself to others. So, often, you're not really that unhappy. But as soon as you compare yourself to everyone else who looks like they're, you know, they're the swan gracefully, um, you know, you don't see the legs paddling under the water. You compare yourself to everyone else and you're like, oh, oh, I hate my life. Whereas you probably didn't hate your life and you probably weren't doing too bad until you started comparing yourself to other people. Now, I would compare yourself to other people for inspiration only. I.e. Arnold Schwarzenegger, what a successful man. He inspires me to be a better me. But if I compare myself to him, I'm never going to be him. But if he inspires me to be a better me, then that's a good way to compare myself to him, to use him as for inspiration. Because I've met him and he's been one of my, um, you know, idols for, for many, many years. Now, I don't want to be Mr. Olympia. You know, but I always used to look at him and go, oh, you're bigger, you're stronger. But, but you know, like, why, why am I comparing myself to him? I don't want to be Mr. Olympia. Um, you know, I want to be a better version of me. So that's how you should compare yourself to other people, to be a better version of you. Because as soon as you want to be them... You never can be them, you over-pedestalise them, and then you de yourself, then you beat yourself up, then it goes into this dark hole. Okay, I think it's also important not to make excuses. You know, if you blame, complain, moan, try and justify things that are happening, it doesn't make it any better. Now, of course. Misery loves company. So when you're feeling shit, you want to tell everyone you're feeling shit and you want everyone come to your shit party, you know, your pity party. Hey, I'm holding a depression party. Everyone come and, you know, soak and bask in my pity. Hey, everyone, let me tell you about how shit my life is. Because when you do that, no one cares. They're like, go away. So it doesn't actually, okay, it might be cathartic. Um, so it's good to talk it out, but you don't want to create a pity party. So I think it's very important to allow it to happen, Try and pattern interrupt as quick as possible and then go, right, huh, dust myself off. I'm going to sort this out. And the best way to do that is to be around positive, inspiring people. So, the solution to feeling alone and feeling depressed is to be around empowered, inspiring, interesting, funny, unique, quirky, controversial people, successful people in all walks of life. Now, one of the great things about my Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast is, you know, I'm doing something to serve you, but I get to serve myself. Because for every interview I do with a great, successful person, it inspires me. So I've got the the best seat in the house. I'm the luckiest person in the world. Now, Daley Thompson said he's the luckiest person in the world. I feel that too. Now, one of the most beautiful things in life, I think, is just being around great people, having great conversation, you know, feeling like, oh, we're, we're, we're alike you know, we're these disruptive, weird, crazy, controversial entrepreneurs. And, and you're like me. And um, we're unique. That's what our mum keeps telling us. So, you know, when you meet people like that, it gives you so much energy, probably better than food, probably better than going to the gym. And like, each time I go and do this amazing podcast with these amazing people, I just have this little moment afterwards where I'm like, wow, I get to do this. This is awesome. I sometimes just will like go into the toilet and I'll just start laughing to myself. <laughs> I can't believe I get to do this. And you know, like, I should be paying them and I'm getting paid to do it, what? Um, And that's what being around great people do for you. So many people don't know this, but um, one of the most inspiring men to me who got me into property, the person in property I wanted to be like, he had a really nice tan, he was quite buff, he wore really good suits and he looked really good in them. You know, he had a, a global property portfolio. He was living the dream. He was financially free. He was traveling the world. He was relaxed, he was calm, he was confident, he was good looking. I didn't just want his property portfolio, I wanted to be him. And um, he really inspired me to get into property. And he was one of my mentors. I did some of his courses and you know, he really helped me along the journey when I needed it. And I didn't see him for a few years. You know, you, you, you go your separate ways. And I got a message from one of my friends, and he said, did you hear about Warren? And of course I assumed he probably bought some 10 million pound property or something like that, or was on the rich list. And um, he said, he's committed suicide. And I couldn't believe it. And I always thought that, you know, that guy, he was like Arnie, he never had any problems. You know, he was the guy I wanted to be, he had everything. He didn't feel down like I did. You know, he was really confident, had a great mindset. But he was going through challenges in his relationship. He ended up getting divorced, you know, and that, he found that really hard to cope with, and he took his own life. And I think something I really learned from that is, you know, is, we're all struggling, we're all going through pain. We all get things we don't want to deal with. We all have these black clouds hanging over us. We all have things about us that we wish were better. We all get stuck. We all do. So it's so important to the use, use the communities I've created, the Disruptive Entrepreneur Community, the Progressive Property Community, the Unlimited Success Community. Now, I've created these um, communities because I want you to know you're not alone. Now, about four months ago, a lady went on our community and said, oh, you know, all this good positive stuff, it's a bit uh, I feel awful. I feel depressed. I want to take my own life. And like that scared the hell out of me. And I immediately went on and messaged her. And then I did a video for her. Well, for everyone in the community, but I did one for her. It's about a 30-minute video. And it was, it was this subject, but for property investors specifically. And it's had thousands of views. And it's probably one of my most well-received videos, weirdly. I didn't um, know how well-received it would be. And um, I think she's okay. She certainly seemed grateful. And I think we seemed to pick her up. And I mean, that's an amazing feeling to do that. That's better than anyone making money from my courses or videos or podcasts or you know, to know that you pick someone up when they were really down. That's an amazing thing. But sometimes it's okay to ask for help and to know that you need someone to pick you up. We all do. That's why I've got this network. That's why I've got millionaires and billionaires and successful people and great personal trainers and, you know, people who I I will ask them if I'm having a challenge. I will not suffer alone anymore because I did that as an artist. Because when you're suffering alone, the, the things you say to yourself, they beat you down. You don't realise there are great people out there. You think you're going to be lonely forever. You think you're never going to find the person of your dreams. You think you're never going to have kids. You, know, you think you're never going to make any money. You think you're never going to amount to anything. And then the voices of yourself and your parents who beat you down and the people who bullied you at school. And they just all start beating you down. And it's hard to lift yourself up out of that. And when I was doing that as an artist, I wasn't selling any works. So I wasn't making any money. So I couldn't pay my bills. So then that was all smashing me down. I was listening to depressing music because it was almost like I was misery loves company. I was sadistic towards myself. So, I, you know, I'll be happy in my own misery. Don't smile at me. You happen. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and then I met Mark Homer and I met Warren Bourget, and I met this property community, and the the property community I'm in, everyone's so sharing and giving. It's not like being in the corporate world where you can't ask your boss for advice because they're worried about you nicking their job. Um, And it really lifted me up, and that's what I've wanted to pass back to all of the communities that I've been involved in. So, get through today. Tomorrow will be better, and if it's worse, get through tomorrow because the next day will be better. You're not perfect, it's okay. You're imperfectly perfect. You're okay to be vulnerable, Honour your sadness, but don't bitch, moan, complain and bathe in it. The biggest way out is to be around inspiring people. Uh, now, for me, podcast, if I can't get in front of them, I'll listen to their podcasts. I'll go on their courses. I'll get mentored by them. You know, I will get all the audiobooks. You know, there's so many great audio books on mindset and positivity and happiness and vulnerability and, you know, embracing all this stuff. Cheryl Sandberg, you know, what a great story. Her husband died, dropped dead um, about 18 months ago. How do you deal with that? Yet what an empowering, amazing, inspiring woman. So listening to her story and reading her book, Lean In, all of a sudden makes you realise, well, I haven't had that happen to me. I'm inspired by her and I'm going to pass that inspiration forward. And here's the greatest gift. Then you lift up your kids. Then you lift up your friends. Then you lift up your family. Then you lift up your community. Uh, And then you have this responsibility to your community because you're like, all these people rely on me because I'm I'm the fuel to their fire. And that is an amazing responsibility to have. And then you're giving back. To the planet, and then when you die, that outlives you. Okay, wow, that was a 25 minute, five minute uh, podcast, audio and video podcast. So, I hope you've enjoyed it. Say hi, um, please share this video if there's anyone you think needs help because some people aren't going to ask and we need to help them. So, share this video with them. Uh, and if I can help you in any way, if you're going through some difficult times, message me. So my email is robmoreatprogressiveproperty.co.uk. That's my personal email It comes to me. Um, so if you're down having troubles, just say, oh, Rob, I need help. <laughs> help me, what do I do? Um, I answer. I mean, if you say, hey, Rob, you're an arsehole. Stick this all up your ass, I might not answer, although I might have a funny reply back. that, but I, I reply to about 99.5% of my emails. So let me help you. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. Remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. Rob again, stay with me here because I've got a gift for you. I get asked for these a lot and I thought, well, I'll I'll leverage my time and yours and I will put these four things I get asked a lot into a free gift for you. So if you go to tiny.cc forward slash Rob's report, then what I've done is I've written for you an article on the top 21 apps I use to create the mobile lifestyle. I've written an article on the 14, my most favourite educational, inspirational informative documentaries of the you know most inspiring people in the world. I've written uh, which ones they are and a synopsis of each one. I'm very well known for having lots of very specific goals, detailed vision values. So I'm sharing with you my particular document. I use a PDF it for you. And also the fastest ways I know to make money for startup and scale up entrepreneurs. So I've written an article and a detailed report on each one. I've put them all into one. And all you have to do is go to tiny.cc forward slash robsreport. You get those for free. I'll never ask anything from you, spam. I'll never spam you, never sell to you. And then also once a week, I'll send you a new article or a new video content that's a bit different that maybe you wouldn't get normally from the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast. So I hope you find that useful. Remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.